What's up guys? It's me again, back with another episode. So, again and again and again, I just want to say thank you so, so much for listening to my podcast. I'm really excited. I'm really happy. I keep checking the number of listeners and it keeps growing and growing and it's making me really happy. So, thank you so much for listening to my stuttering, lack of confidence voice. Um... Thank you. So, previously, I stopped at Monday, June 15, 1942. So, today I will read Saturday, June 20, 1942 diary entry. So, without any further ado, let's start. Saturday, June 20, 1942. Writing in a diary is a really strange experience for someone like me. Not only because I've never written anything before, but also because it seems to me that later on, neither I nor anyone else will be interested in the musings of a 13-year-old schoolgirl. Oh well, it doesn't matter. I feel like writing and I have an even greater need to get all kinds of things off my chest. Paper has more patience than people. I thought of this saying one on one of those days when I was feeling a little depressed I was sitting at home with my chin in my hands bored and listless wondering whether to stay in or go out I finally stayed where I was brooding yes paper does have more patience and since I'm not planning to let anyone else read this stiff-backed notebook grandly referred as a diary unless I should ever find a real friend it probably won't make a bit of difference now I'm back to the point that prompted me to keep a diary in the first place I don't have a friend let me put it more clearly since no one will believe that a 13 year old girl is completely alone in the world and I'm not I have loving parents and a 30 and a 16 year old sister and there are about 30 people I can call friends I have a ton of admirers who can't keep their adoring eyes off me and and who sometimes have to resort to using a broken pocket mirror to try and catch a glimpse of me in the classroom. I have a family, loving aunts and a good home. No, on the surface, I seem to have everything except my one true friend. All I think about when I'm with friends is having a good time. I can't bring myself to talk about anything but ordinary everyday things. We don't seem to be able to get any closer and that's the problem. Maybe it's my fault that we don't confide each other. Confide in each other. In any case, that's just how things are and unfortunately they're not liable to change. This is why I've started the diary. To enhance the image of this long-awaited friend in my imagination, I don't want to jot down the facts in this diary the way most people would do, but I want the diary to be my friend and I'm going to call this friend Kitty. Since no one would understand a word of my stories to Kitty, if I were to plunge right in, I'd better provide a brief sketch of my life, much as I dislike doing so. My father, the most adorable father I've ever seen, didn't marry my mother until he was 36 and she was 25. 
My sister Margaret was born was born in Frankfurt AM, Maine in Germany in 1926. I was born on June 12, 1929. I lived in Frankfurt until I was 4. Because we're Jewish, my father immigrated to Holland in 1933 when he became the managing director of the Dutch Opecta company, which manufactures products used in making used in making jam. My mother, Edith Hollander Frank, went with him to Holland in September while Margot and I were sent to Achin to stay with our grandmother. Margaret went to Holland in December and I followed in February when I was plunked down on the table as a birthday present for Margaret. I started right away at the Montessori Nursery School. I stayed there until I was six, at which time I started first form. In sixth form, my teacher was Mrs. Cooper's, the headmistress. At the end of the year, we were both in tears as we said a heartbreaking farewell because I'd been accepted at the Jewish Lyceum where Margaret also went to school. Our lives were not without anxiety since our relatives in Germany were suffering under Hitler's anti-Jewish laws. After the, pro- after the pogroms in 1938, my two uncles, my mother's brothers fled in Germany, finding safe refugee in North America. My elderly grandmother came to live with us. She was 73 years old at that time. After May 1940, the good times were few and far between. First, there was the war, then the capitulation, and then the arrival of the Germans, which is when the trouble started for the Jews. Our freedom was severely restricted by a series of anti-Jewish decrees. Jews, Jews were required to wear a yellow star. Jews were required to turn in their bicycles. Jews were forbidden to use trams. Jews were forbid, forbidden to ride in cars, even their own. Jews were required to do their shopping between 3 and 5 p.m. Jews were required to frequent only Jewish... Only... Only Jewish-owned barber shops and beauty salons. Jews were forbidden to be out on the streets between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Jews were forbidden to go to the theaters, cinemas, or any other forms of entertainment. Jews were forbidden to use swimming pools, tennis courts, hockey fields, or any other athletic fields. Jews were forbidden to go rowing. Jews were forbidden to take part in any athletic activity in public. Jews were forbidden to sit in their gardens or those of their friends after 8 p.m. Jews were forbidden to visit Christians in their homes. Jews were required to attend Jewish schools, etc. You couldn't do this and you couldn't do that, but life went on. Jack always said to me, I don't dare to do anything anymore because I'm afraid it's not allowed. In the summer of 1941, Grandma fell ill and had to have an operation so my birthday passed with little celebration. In the summer of 1940, we didn't do much for my birthday either since the fighting had just ended in Holland. 
Grandma died in January 1942. No one knows how often I think of her and I still love her. The birthday celebration in 1942 was intended to make up for the others and Grandma's candle was lit along with the rest. The four of us, the four of us are still doing well. And that brings me to the present date of June 20, 1942 and the solemn dedication of my diary. Saturday, June 20, 1942. Dearest Kitty, let me get state let me get started right away. It's nice and quiet now. Father and mother are out and Margaret has gone to play ping pong with some other young people at her at her friend treats. I've been playing a lot of ping pong myself let myself lately. So much that five of us girls have formed a club. It's called the Lit- the Little Dipper minus 2. A really silly name but it's based on a mistake. We wanted to give our club a special name and because there were five of us, we came up with the idea of the Little Dipper. We thought it consisted of five stars but we turned out to be wrong. It has seven like the Big Dipper which explains the minus 2. Ilse Wagner has a ping pong set. Andy Wagner's let us play in their big dining room whenever we want. Since we five ping pong players like ice cream especially in the summer. And since you get hot playing ping pong, our games usually end with a visit to the nearest ice cream parlor that allows juice, either Oasis or Delphi. We have long since stopped hunting around for our purses or money. Most of the time it's so busy in Oasis that we manage to find a few generous young men of our acquaintance or an admirer to offer us more ice cream than we could eat in a week. You're probably a little surprised to hear me talking about admirers at such a tender age. Unfortunately or not, as the case may be, this vice seem- seems to be rampant at our school. As soon as a boy asks if he can bicycle home with me and we start talking 9 times out of 10 i can be sure he will become enamored on the spot and won't let me out of his sight for a second his ardor eventually cools especially since i ignore his passionate glances and pedal blithely on my way if it gets so bad that i start rambling on about asking father's permission i swerve slightly on my bike My satchel falls and the young man feels obliged to get off his bike and hand it to me by which time I've switched the conversation to another topic. These are the most innocent types. Of course, there are those who blow you kisses or try to take hold of your arm, but they're definitely knocking on the wrong door. I get off my bike and either refuse to make further use of their company or act as as if i'm insulted and tell them in no uncertain terms to go on home without me there you are we have now laid the basis of our friendship until tomorrow yours annie so this is for today guys and um i wanna make it more long but um i will do f- further as time goes on
with time i will make it more and more longer so these episodes won't be that short um, um so i guess that's it and again thank you so much for listening i will see you the day after tomorrow i guess until then bye bye